When it comes to retirement planning, one of the most important components is generating income to last you through retirement. On today's show, how you can do this despite challenging economic conditions. It all starts right now. Welcome in to Your Retirement with Sam Jules. This is your retirement, Chuck Caton here, along with uh, the dual financial strategy, Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel. They're in studio with us once again, and they are uh, uh, the people that are fiduciaries in uh, the Fox Valley, whether it's the Green Bay office or the Appleton office, they give you that retirement lifestyle review. And I guess the state of the economic union has folks across the country a lot worried about uh, what the future holds. And so uh, for those in the financial red zone approaching retirement, that's usually five to seven years before. Before you want to retire, the economic conditions could change the trajectory of your retirement. So uh, don't worry, we're going to uh, talk today, uh, we're going to help you uh, cut through all the confusion and offer some tips and takeaways that will help you um, find your footing uh, amongst a uh, market volatility and uh, inflationary situation that we have. And we're going to start off uh, with Campbell Harvey, who is a professor of finance at Duke University uh, in good old Durham, North Carolina. And Harvey joined Squawk Box to discuss the Fed's inflation fight and uh, provide some historical context to offer some perspective on uh, the economy and the forecast for the year ahead. Recession at this point is a self-inflicted wound. If you look at what's happening, the tightening is very severe, and it's not just a short rate going up so quickly. It's the long rate, too. Uninversions happen before recessions, the last four recessions. But in this particular episode, the long rate has gone up, and the long rate is very damaging. It increases the cost of capital, makes it difficult for businesses to invest. It craters the housing market with mortgages at 8%. This causes implications, and indeed, our financial system. So our banks are taking a hit right now. All of this points to weakness in 2024. So, Sam, what are your thoughts about Mr. Harvey's analysis? Well, he's very accurate on what he's saying there. Inflation has, a lot of times they'll call inflation the uh, the silent killer, or like the high blood pressure of the economy. Uh, and everything he says is right, and it is absolutely self-inflicted. Um, you know, if you want to if you want to know why we have inflation, folks, look no further than your federal government, <coughs> because they are the they are the the one and entire cause of this inflation. Uh, they can try to deflect and point different directions and do all they want to, but it is absolutely because of this just unbelievable, um, un, unfettered, you know, yeah, un, unrealistic spending that they're doing is what's causing all of this inflation. So we call that typically legislative risk when you are, uh, when you're planning for retirement and we're planning retirement incomes, we will always talk to you about what sort of legislative risks could you face and inflation when it is entirely self-inflicted, like the type that we have right now is concerned is a governmental legislative risk that you have to plan for. All right. So Sam, let's, uh, ask you this question. What kind of picture does this paint for folks that are in that financial red zone? that I spoke of earlier, about five to seven years away from retirement, or uh, maybe uh, folks who are in our listening audience who are already retired. Well, what you have to do, Chuck, is you have to look at your overall spending habits and see what areas are affected by inflation. Because inflation affects all areas of the economy, you know, absolutely. But we talk about uh, the housing market cratering and we talk about interest rates on, uh, on, on cars and interest rates on homes being very high. Um, that's all very true. However, it is completely irrelevant if you are not buying a car or if you are not changing homes. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. 
Um, interestingly enough, many retirees today uh, are quote unquote enjoying higher interest rates at the bank than they've seen literally in in over a decade, uh, you know, being able to go to the bank and and get a, a, a high yield savings account that's making them 4%, get a CD that's making them five, get a fixed annuity that's making them five and a half or 6%. So for some retirees, this inflationary environment uh, for their savings, at least is uh, has been positive for them. However, you know, you would you would go to the opposite side and, and make the argument that, well, yeah, it's great that you're getting 5% on a CD. However, the fact that, you know, everything else that you have in your life is inflated by 8%, you're still a net negative three at the end of the day. So sometimes, sometimes there will be things that will make you feel better, but financially it really doesn't amount to a hill of beans because you're paying more for that than you were before. So sometimes in an inflationary environment, especially for those in the financial red zone or people that are already retired, what we're trying to do is give you a static amount of income that is predictable, that is knowable, so that in these types of environments, at least we can keep up with what's going on and not go backwards. All right, so to look good is better than to feel good, I guess, or vice versa. But uh, Jeremy Siegel, Andy, is a professor emeritus of finance at uh, uh, the University of uh, Pennsylvania's Wharton School of Business, very uh, prestigious, um, established uh, educational institution. And uh, he joined the conversation to discuss the latest market trends and rising treasury yields and more. I, I was looking at the deal. We're, you know, we're 10% off the low. We just entered correction territory uh, for the and p we did it a few days earlier for nasdaq we're 15 percent off of that october low of last year and i went back 50 years and if that october low holds which i very strongly believe that it will returns in the market over the next one two five ten years are very very good in other words if you can invest 15 percent off of a bear market low which is what we had a year ago your subsequent return have exceeded the market by quite a margin. All right, so why is that important, Andy, to build income into retirement? Well, obviously, income is what pays your bills. So if we're talking about food, clothing, and shelter, having to have income is pretty important. Um, from a standpoint of um, what he was discussing and talking about, I do think it is really important to understand how all of this affects your personal spending, your personal relationship with your finances, and how you're going to turn the bucket of money that you've saved over the years into an income stream, and how are you going to make sure that that income stream stays in place for the entirety of your life. It is not a matter of whether you can retire. It is a matter of whether you can stay retired. So that is where working with fiduciary representation can can greatly assist you and um, help you through your retirement years because there's so many gotcha places. We see it constantly where people didn't understand tax laws. They didn't understand a number of different things from Medicare, uh, long-term care, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's not just this bucket of money that you have to deal with. There's so many other pieces that come into play. So it's really important that you have tools in your possession that can greatly help you succeed through these years and through these challenges in dealing with what the feds continue to do of just print money and spend willy-nilly um, in other countries. So it's, it is vital that you have and or working with someone who knows and understands the rules and how they can help you through this process. And it's also important to use other uh, investment vehicles, isn't it, uh, that perhaps are less risky uh, than the market? 
Oh, absolutely. There is a plethora of different tools out there. Again, education comes to the forefront. It is so important that you know and understand what tools are available to you. It's not necessarily that every tool is going to be a good fit. So that's where making sure that you're working with someone who knows and understands what your goals are and that you have um, open dialogue and conversations and can feel comfortable with what this person is suggesting. Yes, there is a tool at the end of the day. This is why Sam wrote the book that he did, Purpose Determines Placement, because the purpose of the money is going to determine the placement of that money and where it would go, what tool you're going to use in order to make sure that you have a successful retirement. All right. So, uh, Luke, uh, what do you think here? Speaking of risk tolerance, uh, Jim Cramer is uh, going to round things out here for us in this segment by sharing his thoughts on the outlook uh, for the emotional investor out there. I'm always telling you that nobody ever made a dime panicking. Because the market does a very poor job of taking care of sellers who want to exit all at once. In fact, sellers who exit en masse get hurt. The house of pain. Much worse than buyers who try to come in at the same time. Just like a route at a stadium, if everyone tries to leave all at once, well, you know what happens. The asymmetry is well known to professional money managers, although that might surprise you, given how often these guys come on, and come on our air to foment panic. Hey, what's that about? I also like to remind you that even in the ugliest environments, good things can happen. And and that's why it's important to know your stocks and know your companies. Otherwise, I know you're going to get swept away by your emotions because that's the way people are. And if you let other people sway your emotions by their actions, you tend to sell at the bottom. Well, I know we've got a number of questions here, but not a lot of time here, Luke, to uh, kind of pursue them. But what kind of damage uh, can this do to a retirement plan, uh, making emotional choices on fear, worry, concerns, and panic? Well, of course, there's the lost earnings, but... Um, I mean, I think a lot of times, um, you know, clients that have a really solid retirement plan that have an approach, a structure to their uh, investments that um, goes beyond just buy and hold, um, you know, they're going to have stability. They're going to be able to stay committed to the investments that they have. They're going to better understand them. But if you just have a buy and hold strategy, I could see why it would be challenging during periods of volatile times when things get emotional for you to run to run for stage stage left so you have to have a plan in place so that um you can ensure that you're keeping up with inflation you know sam was talking about inflation throughout this segment um so that you don't go broke safely basically so you don't want to lose out on those earnings to your point chuck um about making emotional choices and having to um you know, try to time the market really twice, because if you're going to exit and then thinking about when to come back in, then the question is, well, when do I come back in? And then some people just stay on the sidelines for a long, long time. Having um, an appropriate amount of risk built into your plan. If you haven't updated your your t risk tolerance, I know it's a, it's a simple questionnaire. You haven't had a discussion with somebody in a while do that because over time it will change and you may find that you're taking on more risk than you're comfortable with and that is something you can absolutely control uh, the what's happening in the market the silliness in the market we can't control that but we can control how much risk we're going to take and ensure that we've got good foundations put in place uh, to protect you from huge losses now that you're getting close to 
retirement. And you can uh, have that wonderful control with the fiduciary firm at Dual Financial Strategies by uh, giving them a call right now to get that no-cost, no-obligation sit-down with them to get your retirement lifestyle review at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And uh, it was uh, alluded to in this segment that uh, Sam has put a book out. It's in his second printing, close to third printing now, of Purpose Determines Placement. You'll get a copy of that uh, when you discuss your retirement whether it's at the Green Bay office or the Appleton office. Once again, give them a call at 866-203-7486. What's happening in the next segment, Sam? The question is, how do you plan to withdraw your retirement income? Where do you plan to take it from? In what order? You could lose thousands upon thousands of dollars should you be withdrawing retirement income in the wrong order or from the wrong place. Coming up, retirement, win, lose, or withdraw is next. Welcome back to our show, Your Retirement. Chuck Caton here along with the, the triumvirate from Dual Financial Strategies of Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel. That number, once again, to reach them at either of their Green Bay or Appleton office when you're listening to us here in the Fox Valley of beautiful Northeast Wisconsin at uh, 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And picture this, ladies and gentlemen. You're months away from retirement. You've saved diligently, you feel prepared, and you're counting down the days until you can enter that new phase of life. But where will your monthly income come from? Do you have a plan for which accounts you draw from? When you plan to draw from them and uh, how much you'll be taking from each, what's the story there? Which accounts are you going to draw from first, as Sam said, then second, and so forth? Well, these questions are incredibly important to address and you'll find that out when you're in retirement. So with the help of our financial professionals here, Sam, Andy, and Luke, here are some of the tips uh, to help you win while preventing unnecessary losing and losses along that path uh, to withdrawing funds in retirement. So, Sam, I'm going to start with you. Here's the losing proposition, withdrawing from your retirement accounts prior to your investment. So let's talk about that and how you win in that situation. Yeah, that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make. Uh, and probably, Chuck, one of the bigger questions that we have, because people just don't know. They don't know where to withdraw from. Uh, so there's a lot of confusion out there. Uh, there's so many different factors that you have to think about. But yeah, the, the first one is, okay, should I take the money from my IRA? Should I take it from my 401k? Well, that, the answer to that, unfortunately, is always it depends. You have to be looking deeper at that. Um, well, how much money is in there? How much will you be receiving in Social Security? How much money do you need? We call that your income gap. What's your tax bracket? What what level of taxes will you be paying? Because remember, folks, you take money out of that IRA, that is fully taxable as ordinary income to you in retirement. So every penny of that gets taxed when it comes out of there. You don't have a job anymore. You're not getting, uh, you know, you're not getting taxed on your income from your job, but your your uh, funds from your IRA now become that same money because it's taxed exactly the same way. So yeah, should you defer holding off on that for a little bit? Maybe you take it from investments. What if you've got investments that we're coming out of 2022 and they're setting in a, in a red, in a red area, you've got losses in those. Well, that's actually can be, I'm, you know, losses are never good, 
But that could be beneficial to you from a tax perspective because you can write off certain amounts of those losses when you're taking them out of there. So make sure that whoever you're talking to, when you start your IRA and your uh, retirement income withdrawal strategy, if they do not have a sound solid decades long understanding of how taxes work in retirement accounts, they probably are not qualified to tell you where to take your income from. You need to be doing this retirement income withdrawal with a calculator and with someone who has very sound tax knowledge. Otherwise, you're probably doing it wrong and you're likely going to shoot yourself in the foot. Absolutely true. And remember, the Dual Financial Strategies has over 23 years of experience to help you out in that very way. And uh, as a fiduciary firm, remember, you come first before anything else. Well, Andy, here's a losing proposition to some, and I'd like to get your thoughts on uh, a couple of wins in this one. Uh, how about beginning your Social Security benefits when you turn 62? Yeah, that's a good one. I hear this often. Well, we should start it at 62 because it's going to run out of money. We want to make sure we get our money out of it. And I guess I would say um, be cautious with that thought process. The best way actually to maximize your Social Security benefits is actually to simply delay the age at which you claim them. So to achieve this, you would just continue to work longer or we would use other sources of income. So it's an 8% increase every year you don't turn social security on i mean we still can't get cds at eight percent so waiting to draw that out and perhaps reducing the value of your ira dollars could be of benefit to you because at some point in time you are still going to need to pay the irs the taxes that are due on ira money so if that is the case then we may want to consider those dollars and cents and perhaps turning that on before you actually turn 73 at this point in time for your required minimum distribution um, and reduce the amount that you're going to be forced to take out later on. So that could be a thought process on it. Um, even so, your benefits might not be at the max if you are delaying that claiming until your personal FRA or full retirement age is actually received. So if you are 66 or 67, depending on your birth year, as Social Security requirements will benefit, they'll continue to grow until you actually hit age 70. So again, if you can wait to turn that on from 62 to either full retirement age, then you are able to collect your what they call full benefit. And as well, um, at full retirement age, you can work if you want to continue to work. Um, you can continue to work and not have it deduct from your Social Security. So if you are continuing to work at age 62 until your full retirement age, you are limited to how much money you can make every year at a job. Otherwise, they will dock your Social Security. So just be mindful that um, there are strategies that we can look at and employ that might be a better fit than just willy-nilly turning things on without thinking about it. Another thought about it is each year after full retirement, your payment or payout grows by a certain percentage based on specific criteria. So to optimize this, again, if you can hold off claiming benefits until you're 70, this can be very impactful, especially if you have, um, if you're married and have a younger wife, perhaps, um, this can be really, really beneficial to that process to make sure that she has what she needs if anything happens and you pass away first. Um, the reality of the situation is she likely doesn't have as many credits or as much money coming to her from Social Security. And if you pass away first, she will be down 
her social security and get yours. So delaying will only increase the benefits that she will receive since she is going to lose her social security if she had enough credits for that. All right. Here's another losing proposition, possibly, Luke, and that is withdrawing from your 401k or your IRA or both before those uh, required minimum distributions kick in. Yeah, like delaying Social Security, like Andy was just talking about, we can delay taking distributions from the IRAs and the 401ks because we are not required to in 2023 until the year in which we turn 73. There's actually an exemption that first year. You can delay it until the following April. Um, But keep that in mind. So the funds could sit there. They could grow um, prior to taking and being forced to take those distributions. Now, Everybody's situation is going to be unique. If you're retiring prior to age 73, you might be thinking, well, gosh, if I delay Social Security and I delay my taking my money from my retirement accounts, where's the money going to come from? So we have to look and you have to look at your own individual circumstance to know what is your income gap now? What other money do you need to determine where that's going to come from? But another factor to consider um, and this kind of goes against what we're talking about here, but it's really important when it comes to taxes, is that sometimes, especially people with very sizable 401ks and IRAs, they may wait because maybe they've got a pension or maybe they've got some cash buildup that they're going to they're gonna pull down. But starting to take a look at how much in taxes will we pay when that required distribution is forced to start? That's something important to start projecting now with a calculator, you know, in the comfort of our office, wherever it might be, to know what your tax burden is going to be then, because maybe it would make sense to start drawing the IRAs or the 401ks, or depending on your goal, it could be, you know, a myriad of other different circumstances as well. All right. So finally, Sam, another losing proposition would be drawing from your Roth or Roths uh, when you still have other streams in play. That's entirely correct. I mean, basically, the only reason that you would be withdrawing from a Roth would be for taxes, for tax purposes. Let's say that, oh, a couple of different things I could think of. The first one I would think of is people in early retirement, pre-65, before they go on Medicare. Oftentimes, we're working on strategies so that you can participate in the Affordable Care Act health insurance subsidies. So in order to do that, you have to keep your income at a certain limit. There's a maximum amount that you can make as a household in order to be able to qualify for those. So let's say that let's say that you're at the you're at the top of the uh, you're at the top of the income amount to still be able to qualify, receive your subsidies so that your health care is more affordable. But you need more money than that. You, you simply have to have more money than that to fund your lifestyle. Well, then we just don't take it from the regular IRAs. We don't take it from a quote unquote reportable source. Uh, Roth IRA withdrawals do not count towards the Obamacare Affordable Care Act limitations. So we could take it from there. So that would be uh, a reason that you would do it uh, simply because we're trying to qualify for a specific program. What would the second one be? Uh, Maybe a tax bracket. Maybe we are, maybe we're filling up a bracket. Let's say that you are in a 12% tax bracket and we don't want to go to a 22% bracket, but you have a Maybe we have a one-time expense that's larger, or maybe we just have a, a, a retirement lifestyle that you're needing more money from. Well, the Roth IRA could be a solution to that because if we're at the top of the 12% bracket, we don't want to go to a 22, 
Well, that means that we can't show more income on a tax return. So again, we would circle back to the Roth and say, well, take the extra twenty-five dollars or $30,000 out of your Roth. That is a That does not count towards your tax bracket. It is a tax-free withdrawal as long as you've met all of the requirements of owning a Roth IRA. And you have won that battle as well. So again, I'm circling back to what I said in the very beginning of this segment. If you're not working with a financial advisory firm or an individual advisor, that has a very, very strong grasp on taxes and how they work specifically in retirement. I don't want to be flippant about this, Chuck, but I don't care what they're talking about for taxes when you're 40 years old. It is of absolutely no relevance whatsoever in a retirement conversation. What I'm talking about is how your tax scenario fans out when you are needing income. Because every decision that you make in retirement when it comes to your income has to be predicated by a conversation with a qualified individual. How's this going to affect my taxes? So make sure that you're either having a very close relationship with your tax preparer, your CPA, or that you have a very confident financial advisory firm that knows and understands taxes. And the best scenario there is a firm like Dual Financial Strategies that has that type of knowledge that's more than two decades deep. And they also will work hand in hand with your tax preparer or your CPA to make sure that you're making the right decisions with your retirement income withdrawals so that you do not get beat to death by the tax man. All right. So be a winner, not a loser. And uh, call 866-203-7486. Get that complimentary review and your retirement lifestyle review at 866-203-7486 and work with the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies. We've got to take a break. What's happening? next. Planning for income in retirement is the one key to success. So how do we begin and what do we do first? When we come back, we'll outline the questions to ask and the answers as you begin that all-important retirement and income plan. Stick around. We are back on Your Retirement. Chuck Caton here along with Andy Schooler, Sam Duell, Luke Van Abel of Duell Financial Strategies. And as Sam said, over 20 years of experience, 23 years in the fiduciary business to help you to and through retirement, whether it's at the Green Bay office or the Appleton office, anywhere you're listening to us uh, in the Fox Valley. And that number, once again, 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And you'll get that retirement. Retirement Lifestyle Review, come in, make your appointment, uh, and again, it's at no cost, no obligation to sit down with them. All right, we're going to talk about uh, lifetime uh, and income, planning for retirement income. It's not rocket science, ladies and gentlemen. It's actually pretty complex. For example, we've got a list of questions that a comprehensive plan will address. And Sam, let's address some of these very quickly. You've got a bunch of them here. When do you and your spouse claim Social Security, if you haven't already? What's your budget, including taxes, how it's going to grow and uh, decline in the future? So let's just uh, approach some of these, and maybe you can ask some of the questions and answer them very quickly for us. Yeah, for sure. Let's try. All right, we've, uh, those are the first two. Uh, okay, when well. you, you claim Social Security, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll ask the question, you give me a succinct okay. answer. So right. what do you got? 
And number one is I have no idea. Um, <laughs> That's that right. Enti- that entirely depends upon what your income needs are. I'm going to go back to what's your tax scenario. Do you need the money for retirement? Are you making this decision because we need it for income? Or are we making the decision because it's an emotional decision? Why exactly are we claiming Social Security? So that is one of those folks that you have to make without emotion and you have to make with a calculator to decide when does it make the most sense to turn on those Social Security benefits? Absolutely. And watch your budget, ladies and gentlemen, including taxes and how it's going to grow or decline in the future. Exactly. Where is your budget at? You know, we've Andy always calls that the B word, but you do have to go into retirement with an idea, a very strong written out idea of what is your income needs going to be. Do we have to allow for times when there's going to be larger capital purchases? Are your income needs going to accelerate? Are they going to decline as you go into retirement? So understanding what your income needs are is the absolute first question that you have to answer. Every other question that you have is not going to be able to be answered by anyone with any level of confidence if you don't articulate to that person how much money do you need what about plans for any legacy for your kids or grandkids if you're planning for legacies then you need to look at it and decide what am i trying to achieve the title of my book comes into play there purpose determines placement what exactly are we trying to achieve with a legacy are we trying to achieve a tax-free legacy for kids and grandkids are we trying to achieve an educational legacy for for kids and grandkids Um, are we philanthropic in nature that we're trying to establish a legacy for charities and then for our kids and grandkids again you need to be able to articulate exactly what type of a legacy are you trying to create because depending upon what that answer is you're going to get a different set of parameters on every one of them all right how about uh, what should you do with your 401k balances and those required minimum distributions and should you uh, consider converting uh, ira savings to roths that is a very high potential you know you do have to understand that one thing about the 401ks and the iras is that there does come a time when the federal government is going to tap you on the shoulder Currently, it would be either at 73 or 75, depending upon your birth date. And they're going to say, hey, you remember that deal we made 40 years ago where I told you that you could put that money away without any taxes on it up front? And then we would defer all of the growth on it going forward. The day of reckoning has come. We now will begin to tell you exactly how much you're going to take out of that account. And you're going to start paying the taxes on it. So... Do we want to spend that first? Should we spend that when you're in a lower tax environment? I don't know. Should we convert IRA savings to a Roth IRA? Again, that comes back to a competent tax person because will that increase your taxable income? Will you go from a 12% bracket to a 22% bracket when you do that conversion? The, The overriding question on those types of things, Chuck, always has to be why. Why am I doing this? Why are you suggesting that I convert to a Roth IRA? And if the advisor cannot make an absolute tax-based argument, because that is the only reason that you would ever do a conversion to a Roth IRA is because it would be of some benefit to you from a tax perspective. If they can't make that argument and they can't absolutely show you in black and white why it's to your best benefit, then what that conversion means is they're trying to sell you another product. All right. We're talking about income here with Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel. And Sam, should you invest your personal after-tax savings in high dividend stocks? That's another question. Yeah, the question there would be, do you need the income from the high dividend stocks? Because remember, Chuck, those high dividend stocks, when they're paying that dividend out, you will be taxed on that. 
Now, there's a couple of different ways that that could be taxed, whether it's an ordinary dividend or a qualified dividend. However, you have to look at that and say, what's the purpose of owning the high dividend yielding stocks? If you don't need that dividend, and if you've got twenty-five dollars or $30,000 hitting your tax return every year in dividends, that's drawing you into a different type of a tax scenario again. Well, did it make any sense for you? Because now you're basically giving back money that you didn't spend. You're paying taxes on money that you've never spent. And you've set yourself up for a scenario where you've paid taxes on money you didn't spend in the past, only to lose it in the future should tax rates or the stock market change. We're talking uh, with Sam Duell here in this a particular segment about questions for a comprehensive plan. And uh, another one you should ask is, what do you do with the equity in your home? Do you pay down your mortgage or draw down values? That tends to be a really emotional question for most people, particularly paying down the mortgage. Now, we do find in our area in the Fox Cities, because of the way that people save and the way that they pay, that most people do not even have a mortgage when they go into retirement. Um, but I, I hate to, you know, I hate to keep repeating this, but these are all questions that are based upon tax scenarios. What am I going to pay down the, the uh, mortgage with? Are you going to pay it down with funds from your IRA, money that you've saved to live on for the next 35 years in retirement? Do you really want to withdraw $100,000 from the amount that you saved to get you through the rest of your life to pay down the, the mortgage on the house? Because it's really hard to eat a house, really, really hard to do that. And Remember, if you're going to withdraw that money from an IRA to pay off the balance on your house, you are effectively going to have to withdraw, depending upon your tax bracket for state and federal, somewhere between probably 17 and 27% more than what the payoff is going to take in order to do that. So it's going to cost you 127% of what your payoff value is to make that payoff if you don't do it correctly. All right. So two more quick questions here. Do you have other sources of income? Are you going to work part-time in retirement? And then you've got to think about your long-term care and maybe uh, expand your health insurance coverage. Absolutely right. What sources of income do we have? All of those have to be looked at. Where is the money coming from in retirement? And what do I have to pay for? Do I have long-term care coverage? Will I be able to survive a long-term care event? Do I need additional health insurance coverage? You get to age 65, we've got to talk about Medicare supplements. How much is that going to cost me? Chuck, there's a reason why Dual Financial Strategies has focused on retirement strategies for people that are in or near retirement for the last 23 years. And this list of questions is the absolute perfect example of it is because when you go into retirement, you will take a 180 degree turn away from everything that you've been thinking about now. It is 180 degrees different. It's a different mindset. It's a different set of rules. It's a different set of solutions. Everything everything about planning and retirement is different than it has been when you were working. And if you don't have a firm on your side with your back, that's been doing this for a couple of decades, you probably want someone to wish you good luck because you're going to need it. Absolutely true. So as you can see, strong plan considers a lot of different factors and the order in which you tackle them is critical, especially Andy, because it's all about the income. That is very true. Um, after you understand how much income you can generate in retirement, you are ready to make the decisions that will flow from that knowledge, such as whether to downsize, how much you can spend on the grandkids, how long that vacation can last. 
And at the same time, get a good handle on your taxes. Sam talks all the time about taxes. I think this is a critical area that most people do not get into. And it's not that we are CPAs, because we are not, but we have extensive knowledge. And in doing retirement planning, it is something that you can plan for. And that is a conversation that unfortunately, I think many financial advisors don't have with their clients. So something that you need to consider is how much taxes are you actually going to have to pay the feds? And can you control it? Can you do anything about it? Right now, we are still under tax laws um, that until 2025 give us a broader tax bracket and a lower tax rate. So if we're going to look at taking more money out in areas to help create income or to offset what you're doing or to convert to a Roth IRA, there are areas that you've got to look at. There are things that you have to do. Um, and knowing and understanding those tax laws is very essential to doing that. So again, start with a plan that shows how much income or how much savings that you have. Examine all of the different tools that are out there and available to you. And this comes down to working with someone who also intrinsically knows and understands the retirement complications that are out there. What is going to fit? I mean, there are so many different tools available to you. Are they actually appropriate for you is a very different question. All right, and Luke, wrap it up. we got a minute here. Achieve all that you want to do by doing what? Well, it starts with a conversation, because if you've got anything from the show this week, it's that there it, it depends. It depends on um, how old you are. When do you want to retire? You know, there's not a set. This is the age that you should absolutely take Social Security. There's no not everyone has the same budget. Not everyone has the same goal with legacy. I could go on and on. So it starts with a conversation. The only way that we can help, that we can use our 20 plus years of experience is if you reach out, give us a call. Um, We'll let you know what you need to bring. We'll have a casual conversation with no obligation to do business with us. But it all starts with that conversation. And in order to do that, um, Chuck, let them know how they could reach out. Absolutely, Luke. And again, uh, it's a very relaxed atmosphere. It's all about you because that's what a fiduciary does. They consider you first. It's all about your plan for retirement. And that's what you'll get with that retirement lifestyle review from Dual Financial Strategies. Whether you are coming to the Appleton office or the Green Bay office, it's 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 to make that no-cost, no-obligation first appointment to sit down and uh, pick their brain. Sam, Andy, and Luke are at your service again. They're independent, and they will um, give you the best advice about how to approach and succeed at the business of retirement. It's 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Well, it's been a fast-moving show. Sam, but we've got one more segment. We do, and it's the one that listeners always look forward to. When we come back, it's time for the questions that you've sent us and time for us to give you some answers. All that and more right after this. Your retirement continuing. Chuck Caton along with... Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel. They are with Dual Financial Strategies and have been for the last 23 years. And remember their number, it's 866-203-7486 to get that retirement lifestyle review. 
And we've got a paltry number of questions here, only three of them, but I think we'll have expansive answers uh, from uh, all uh, three of our representatives from uh, Dual Financial Strategies. And by the way, over 23 years of experience that they have in Sam, Andy, and Luke. And we're going to start with Josie in Green Bay for you, Sam. And uh, Josie is 49 years old. Uh, made $300,000 last year, and I have, uh, Josie says, only uh, $506,000 in my retirement plan at work. Uh, that's a pretty good sum, she says, only, though, and uh, my partner is on disability and doesn't have a job and doesn't have a 401k, so I wanted to open a Roth IRA, but I'm not sure I qualify. So, uh, Sam, what options do I have to save more money for retirement? Hi, Josie. Um, yeah, the Roth IRA is probably not going to be an option for you because you are going to run afoul of what they call contribution phase out limits. And what that is, is uh, at certain uh, income thresholds, single people, married people, things of that nature, uh, your income goes too high and you cannot put money into a Roth IRA. So at $300,000, uh, unfortunately, that's going to preclude you from making a contribution to a Roth IRA for yourself or for your partner. That seriously uh, makes me grumpy every yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the dumbest thing in the world. It's Take like, a pay cut. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, you're not allowed to contribute. You make too much. Yeah, the stupid what? thing about it, you can't put money into a savings plan because you make too much. It's like, that just... It, it just shows the ignorance of the federal government and the lawmakers because it, the, the, <laughs> they're totally divorced from reality. Yeah. But anyway, so unfortunately, no, you're not going to be able to do a Roth. So what options could you have? Well, you can save it post-tax, meaning that you could you, know, you can save it in other places after you've paid your taxes on it, but you're going to have to pay taxes on it first. Um, I guess my question would be, uh, if you're making $300,000 a year, how long have you been making $300,000? Because uh, quite honestly... You know, if, if, if I'm allowed to be candid with you here, if you're making $300,000 a year and you only got $500,000 in a retirement plan, what in the world are you spending the money on? Maseratis. And, I, uh, good yeah. Lord. I mean, you're in the top 5% of all income earners in the United States, Josie, and you got a half a million bucks in, a, in your retirement plan? <laughs> like, what, what have you been doing? Green Bay Packer um, tickets? I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, you know what? Green Bay Packer tickets this year are pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah. I know. They're getting cheaper they by the week. Well, yeah, she I, might have bought the Bucks tickets and maybe yeah, the Chicago anyway, Bulls. I don't, or, you know, I don't yeah. know. But, yeah. but anyway, Josie, you need to, if your partner is on disability, they're never going to be able to uh, basically contribute to the to the retirement accounts, you're going to have to figure out a way to uh, commit more of that money into your retirement plan at work. I don't know what you're putting in there, but you need to be maximizing that. Uh, you need to be maximizing outside savings accounts because yeah, at 49 years old with $500,000, uh, if you're making 300 large a year uh, and that's all the money you're saving, that tells me you've got a pretty doggone expensive lifestyle um, and. $500,000, you've basically got just less than two years worth of money saved. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't want to belabor the point, but no, you can't do a Roth because you make too much money, unfortunately. And yes, you need to have some outside savings vehicles because... Um, you, you need to get some more money stashed there, away. There is another option if you're looking for tax-free options. There is another option. Yes, you could use something like uh, true alert, cash value yeah, life insurance policies plan, and yeah. things like that. That's another. That is a tax-free option that high-income earning individuals uh, take advantage of. I mean, if you look at if you look at very high-income earning individuals like yourself, Josie, especially at a young age, if your health is good, um, one of the primary places that they will look for is the special rules and the special tax law benefits that 
that surround uh, true cash value uh, whole life insurance plans. Uh, one of the least used, one of the least recognized um, plans that there are out there. Uh, a myriad of benefits. Uh, many of our high net worth clients use this. Uh, Andy and I use it personally. Uh, this is one of those things that if you're not working with uh, a financial advisor with advanced knowledge and high levels of knowledge of advanced planning concepts, uh, you might want to engage with an individual like that because there are things that you can do. Uh, it sounds to me like you just never sat down with someone that knows and understands high net worth individuals and knows and understands uh, high, uh, you know, high value individuals uh, so that they use the things that ordinary folks don't do every day. All right. So good answer there. And it's uh, 866-203-7486 for Josie and all of you out there uh, at Dual Financial Strategies to get uh, some wonderful advice on your retirement. All right, Andy, we've got Rick in Greenville now who uh, wants you to explain uh, the living benefit on life insurance. Uh, I've never thought of life insurance as anything but a death benefit, so I'm curious as to how this works. Hi, Rick. Great question. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of different plans. Great question. Um, just in time for Josie's Timing is answer. impeccable, Rick. Yep. So from a standpoint of looking at different types of health insurance, or excuse me, long-term care planning or life insurance, um, there's several ways that you can go. So just to start, yes, there is the basic life insurance plans, which you pay for. You pay the minimal amount of premium with the maximum amount of death benefit so that in case you pass away early, um, you would be providing your loved ones with some sort of tax-free benefit. Now, if you get into the living benefits, like what Sam was talking about, what we both have is... Um, the concept of either designing it to provide you with tax-free income later on or designing it to provide you with what are called living benefits. So in a hybrid plan, you can actually use some or all of the death benefit towards the cost associated with long-term care. So this would be chronic, critical, or terminal illness benefits. So if you needed to go, you got into a car accident, you ended up in a nursing facility, you couldn't do two of your activities a day of living, you could turn on a portion of that death benefit to help cover the costs associated with those needs that you have being in a nursing facility. So those are going to come down to, you know, the, the more traditional long-term care is kind of a, Sam calls it pouring sand down a rat hole in that if you don't use those benefits for long-term care, then the um, benefit that you're paying for essentially vaporizes when you pass away. So the nice part about the hybrid plans, whether you're building it for tax-free income specifically or whether you're building it to cover the costs associated in a hybrid long-term care situation, um, they're a very different build in structure. And so working with someone who knows and understands the rules around insurance and how to go about doing that, how to go about building that, that it's not just a death benefit, um, is really, really fundamental. So that is a few of the nuances that go along with living benefits on life insurance plans. Um, there's plenty of them out there, and I would recommend that we sit down, kind of go through who you are, your health concerns, um, because on a life insurance plan, of course, they're going to look at who you are, your lifestyle, can you, you know, do you have problems or issues with your heart or with your lungs or any of those things? Very different from a traditional long-term care plan, which is going to look at its mortality versus morbidity. Morbidity plans are traditional long-term care. And they're going to say, do you have aging hips, knees, back problems, et cetera, that is going to 
puts you into a care facility perhaps earlier than later. So those are some of the things that we have to discuss um, to look at who you are health-wise to see which plan is going to fit you better. All righty, that's 866-203-7486. If you've got any questions about that, like Al does uh, for Luke here in Appleton, because he says, uh, I'm a little bit torn about how to approach my retirement planning. On one hand, I want to really understand all the details about my plan, but I've talked to a couple of financial advisors who act like I should just let them handle all the details. Now, am I being a control freak by wanting to know everything that's going on, Luke? Hi, Al. Well, we hear this all the time as advisors. Um, You deserve to understand what's going on. You deserve to understand maybe some of the things that are going on behind the scenes um, with your money because you've worked a long time for it. And let's face it, this money has to work for you for the next 20 plus years. Um, My first encouragement for you and anyone else listening that really values education, that really wants to know more than maybe can be accomplished in a in one session, um, I teach two day retirement courses. Uh, We covered nine different topics over two days. Uh, My next class is going to be December 5th. That's a Tuesday and December 7th. That's a Thursday, both in the same week um, in 2023. If you hear this later at the Abbey Bank building. So if you want to reach out and sign up for that class, um, absolutely do so. Do so before it fills up. Um, And this is another um, reason why Sam titled the radio show that you're listening to your retirement because again we hear this all the time where the advisor starts to think it's their money so they act like it's their money and they kind of start cutting corners in what they're telling you work with somebody that's willing to take the time to help you understand um, what's going on what you need to know so that you can be positioned well for your future absolutely true and that's a very very good advice. 866-203-7486. So I guess we'll put a postscript on it uh, for a minute here, Sam, on what you can do for our listeners. For sure. You know, we talked about a lot today, folks, a lot of different topics today. What I would say is if you're if you're five years away from retirement or if you've just retired, it's time to take a look at the entirety of what you're trying to do. It's time to take a look at the risk balance inside of your portfolio. It's time to look at what are the tax implications going into retirement. It's time to look at the myriad different points that you're going to have to know and understand going into retirement. There's so many different moving parts. There's so many different things to think of. We find that in most cases, there are three things that most of you need further education on. The first one is generally that you don't know how much you're paying in fees and commissions. That's usually just not something that people understand. You don't know what the fees are in your 401k. You don't know what's happening on the outside. The second thing we find is that most of you don't have a solid understanding of how much unnecessary risk you're taking. You've never done a risk analysis. analysis. You've never done a comprehensive overview of everything. You've been told, oh, well, you know, your portfolio is conservative. Well, what does that mean? You've never had a comprehensive unbiased, non-emotional third-party review of that. And most importantly, you don't understand the tax implications of your retirement savings. Connect with us. Give us a call. Chuck's going to give you the number. 
We'll sit down with you personally in our Green Bay, our Appleton office, and we'll help you understand each of these issues, how it's impacting your plan, how it's going to impact your plan. You know, we might even answer some questions, Chuck, that the listeners didn't even know that they needed to ask in that complimentary review. Absolutely. It's 866-203-7486. That's the number that Sam's alluding to to get that no cost, no obligation assessment of that retirement lifestyle review that you are looking for. Once again, it's all about your retirement and it's 866-203-7486. Well, it's been a great show. Your final thoughts, Sam. Appreciate everyone tuning in. Thanks for giving us a piece of your weekend and we will see you here same time next week. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.